You're about to listen to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which comes to you free every single week over on geekinthecity.com. If you enjoy helping us keep this show free, and I know you do, pop on over to patreon.com forward slash geek in the city, where we have all kinds of levels that get you some fantastic awards and benefits. But if you can't help us out there, just please share this show over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And as always, our opening and closing theme brought to you by nerd rock group Megathruster. And now... Let's get on with an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. One, two, three, four! It's been a long, long week. Why don't you spend some time with geeks? So many issues today into which we must delve. We're gonna talk about the stuff that makes you scream and shout. Hit the red alert. We're going more Factor 12. Thanks for pressing play. Now we're gonna save the day. All right. Hello and welcome to issue 539 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. And I'm your other host, Cable Hashitani. And with us is returning guest, Indigo Kelly. How's it going? Hey, gang. How are you? Yep. Whoop, um, duh, duh. Other, uh, other mic. That's on me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, we did that last time, too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they also shifted. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello. Yes, I am happy to be back. Yeah, <laughs> this is we, good. We, we did. We, Denise did exactly that yeah. the last time Indigo. I know. I, yeah. It's annoying when that happens. But, hey, it happens. <laughs> and now we're, now, now we're done with our screw-ups for the show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Keep telling us that. Yep. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing? Good. Uh, I'm fine-ish. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I have not yet contracted any. I know. Anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, Try not to make jokes about it because it is really like fucking serious. No, I like. I'm not joking. It's like I, as far as I am aware, I am not d- exhibiting any symptoms. I have not come into contact with anyone that has. However, I also work in retail, so who the fuck knows? Yeah, I mean, I've never been happier to work from my basement exactly. for 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been um, telling myself all week, too. Yeah, but I'm also freaking out because we're also entering allergy season, a.k.a. the time of year where Aaron can't keep his fingers out of his eyes. Great. Because they just, <laughs> it's just like having sandpaper in there for like two months, and I'm like, scratch them, yeah. scratch them. Do you do drops? Does that help you at all? Doesn't do squat for nothing. me. Oh, nope, nothing. tough. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, statistically, you know, we're all at the age would be fine, except I have asthma, which kind of can knock me back even harder, hence why even like a cold could knock me on my ass for two weeks. So yep. ready yeah. for that. Um, I was personally glad they canceled Emerald City for various reasons. Yeah. Um, I feel bad people are going to lose out on money on it because that really sucks. But like, I didn't have any. I was just going up there to do panels for some friends. Sure. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You had yeah, a, you had a full schedule. I did, but like, I didn't have any meetings. I don't have right. anything to sell. So I'm like, not to sound crass, but canceling the event <laughs> saved me about three hundred bucks of living yeah. expenses. So 
thanks. And you were able to get your refunds and everything? Yeah. I mean, we got the hotel with points, and I got those back. Oh, I good. even got a fucking refund from Bolt Bus. Really? Oh, I yeah, I was hearing about this from Katie yesterday. Yeah, no, I just wrote them and just, because they have, like, everyone on their website, no refunds, no refunds, because mm-hmm. you pay 20 bucks sure. yeah. for a one-way. It's It was $40 round trip. Right. So, but I just, I, fuck it, I just wrote them and said, hey, Emerald City was canceled because of the, you know, concerns for the coronavirus. Are you offering refunds? I'll even take credit because I'll use yeah. Bolt Bus someday. I'll take a credit. And I just got this curt reply, please give us your order number. Well, so, yeah, what I heard from Katie was that um, apparently Bolt Bus has now stopped all service to Seattle. I mean, it doesn't so surprise just, me. So they're just refunding everything because it's their cancellation right. that's causing that now. So. Oh, I mean, yeah. That... Like, if if they hadn't canceled all those trips, they probably still would not be issuing refunds for those. But right. because they decided to. But, geez, just the, the thought that, like, Portland to Seattle is now – Cut off. Yeah, and the for, U.S. just banned us. all flights to Europe for 30 days. Yep. Oh, jeez. And oh all, all travel to China, which they didn't specify whether that means or not any any travel whatsoever. Which, which is funny because China's actually going down in cases from what I read. But, I mean, yes, no, well, none of us know squad in here anyway. I mean, right. we don't hurt the president because he's an mm. idiot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it would be really nice if we could actually get some official numbers to go on. But Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's it's going to suck and but you know what? The government has the money for this. Just build like three less F-35 fighter planes, but like the whole country right. needs to just shut down for 2 weeks. Right. And everyone like, here's your check. Here's your fucking check to not do anything for 2 weeks unless you're 100% essential services that have to be out there. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That would be nice to see. <laughs> Stay home. You know what? We're giving it's you 48 hours to stock up on, like, booze. <laughs> it's almost like that there was a plan in place for that, and I then something didn't happen. Oh. America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Although, apparently, uh, flights to England still count. Even So, apparently, the oh, government... They're, they're apparently, they forgot Europe that England is still technically part of the European continent, but whatever. But th- but they left the union, so yeah. how could they be? So you could fly to England, but not Scotland or Ireland. Which one of them? Ireland, I think, is still part of the union. It's uh, Ireland is still EU, yeah. not Northern Ireland, not Northern, but Ireland right. is still EU. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, <laughs> hello. Was that Chinese proverb? May you live in interesting times. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. here we are. We're in peak TV and peak pandemic era. I so know. I mean, really. Yeah, there's so many things to look forward to staying at home and watching. That's right. I can catch up with so many shows now. Yeah. Except my work ethic and guilt won't let me. I will still sit at my computer and write all day long, knowing there's nobody out there to, like, edit my stuff right now. Yeah, it is not a fun time to be looking for a job, I got to say. No, no. Good timing in our household for that, too. Yeah. Yeah, good times there. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, not that it's ever been a good time to look for a job in Portland, but right, it's not. I don't think it's been a good time to look for a job in Portland for nearly a decade. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I had pretty much the only uh, (laughs) the only almost guaranteed job you could get in this city, and I the post office. That was always work at the post office. You can always work at the post office until Mm -hmm. you can't stand working at the post office anymore, and then you got to move on. Yeah, that's fair. But eh. 
but I'm loving it now. <laughs> yeah, because you made the Staying wise choice on. of putting together a comic book show again. Oh, jeez. For yeah. free. I know. Super smart, Indigo. You know, the for free part was a, was a big part of it, but yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was, this was a choice. It was a choice that I made. <laughs> they always are. They always yep. are. Choice, choices were made. And yeah, me, I, me 12 I, years ago, I want to write comics. Yeah, and I, I, I know that in Portland right now, you two are probably best situated to give me <laughs> no end of grief over over my decision. Oh, yeah, to we this. totally intend to also. <laughs> I, so, I, like, don't get me wrong, your heart's in the right place. So no, I'm excited. You're an to be idiot. Here. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to I be here. I feel like I should FaceTime Shannon and. Oh, you want to bring you want to bring them in on this? Just FaceTime Shannon Stewart. Let's get Charles Brownstein on the phone and see what he's oh, up to. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All kinds of fun. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm gonna reel that one back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Joe Keating, I'm sure would have some choice words to throw my direction at this point as well. Probably. Yeah. Mm, probably. Yeah. Just a, just a couple. Yeah. Still, no. Whoa! 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 Almost came out again. You hear that? Uh, That's the sound of my career dying before it ever <laughs> takes off. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like so yeah. We we just talked about this like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like <laughs> what Stumptown did to me. Yeah, <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> But you just love the, the things the and you want to do the things and because you love them. Well, and it's when you try to make money off them, which you're right, not trying. Which to I'm do. not trying to do yep. this time. Yeah. So one of the, like the two things, honestly, that that got me to. Okay, so 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 for your listeners who may or may not be aware, right? There is a uh, in the wake of Emerald City shutting down for this weekend, um, uh, a number of local comic shops, starting with Books and Pictures uh, and myself, have put together a joint effort to fill the void. Uh, just for two days this weekend, we're calling it PDX Pop Up Con, mm-hmm. and it's a multi-retailer citywide uh, flash comic con. Uh, where we're, uh, the retailers are setting up tables in their sp- in their shops, uh, and we're putting together a, a schedule of artists who are going to be appearing there all weekend, um, and then uh, and we're just uh, trying to trying to prov- provide an opportunity for those exhibitors and, and artists who, like you say, Aaron, who are being financially right, yeah. affected by Emerald City not taking place this weekend, um, you know, and and we understand it's not. It's not taking the place of Emerald City on any scale. You know, we're, we don't have the same number of tables. We don't have the same number of exhibitors. We're not going to get the same number of attendees coming through. But we felt like we wanted to do what we could do to help those people in this short-term uh, situation that we're all in. So, yeah, so when Katie uh, at, at Books with Pictures first popped up on Facebook saying, hey, I know Emerald City just got canceled. Uh, I would be happy to set up some sh- some tables in my shop for people who want to set up and sell their stuff and showcase their comics and stuff. Right. Um, but she needed help with <laughs> logistics. Either, either <laughs> someone is moving something a lot above us or a druid just cast Call Lightning uh, also above us. Hmm. I was just checking to see if things were shaking. That That's a 50-50 in this town. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, so just the, want a normal week, man. That's all I want. Go ahead. <laughs> no, hey. Wow. Is that upstairs or next door? I don't it's know. It's hard to tell. It's hard, hard to, to tell. tell. Yeah, okay. All right. Especially while we're all wearing headphones because it just sounds like it's coming from <laughs> that's everywhere. True. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so, you have studio space. <laughs> so my, my first two questions for Katie were, 
this is really happening this next weekend? <laughs> yes. And also, we're not charging money for this. It's like, true. And I was like, awesome. Right. <laughs> Count me in. Because this way, I don't have to deal with, I don't have to deal with payments. I don't have to deal with refunds. I don't have to deal with any money stuff or responsibility for that. And also, I know what Stumptown has done to me in the past. Organizing, <laughs> organizing an event like this, mm-hmm. and to be able to take that six months worth of stress and distill it down to just one week, and be able to say yes on Sunday, this is over, and yep. I don't have to deal with this. Just anymore, walk away and just walk away from it. Yeah, that was that was a, a good feeling, knowing that that was going to be the plan. So, and it's not like we we're, we're short comic book shops in this town. No, no, we're not. We actually got six shops lined up, or sorry, seven. Seven people are, are okay. signed up to help out with this right now. So for those of you playing along at home, go to pdxcomicarts.com. You can find the event listing with all of the participating locations. Uh, right. Thus far, they are Books with Pictures, uh, Comics Adventure, which is da- out on Southeast McLaughlin. Right. Um, Cosmic Monkey. Bridge City Comics, a proud sponsor of this fine podcast. That's right. Uh, Floating World Comics mm-hmm. and Fallout Comics, uh, and also uh, we're going to have some exhibitors setting up at Cloud Nine Comics as well. I was wondering uh, if Cloud Nine was going to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is Cloud Nine located? Uh, they're on Clinton Street, about diagonal from the uh, Clinton Street Theater. Yeah. All right. It's a cute little shop. Mm-hmm. They uh, do that thing with back issues that I really like, and then they will organize by story arc. Oh, that is a mm-hmm. nice way to do it. Yeah. I just like the way you phrased that. They do this thing with back issues that I like. Well, it's true. <laughs> like, I get doing it by number, but, like, if I want to read the entire arc of A Lonely Place of Dying, I know that that's Batman comics and Titans. Right. So I like that when you get to that part of the Batman comics, they just stick in the two issues of Titans. Yeah, that was one thing I like about Future Dreams. <laughs> uh, the couple times that I went in there, uh, I found, I think, two or three packs of Dreadstar comics. Yeah. Just, like, just bundled up in, like, a 10-pack of Dreadstar. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, perfect. And I knew exactly I didn't have to, like, pick through the bins to try to find right. anything. It was just all right there. That strangely reminds me. Well, I have to go hunt happen. down the back issues of the Mud Pack. It's one of my favorite detective arcs ever. Mm. Which series is that? It was the, Detective, but it was oh, all okay. the clay faces teaming up. And, oh. like, the third issue in that arc had one of the best teasers ever because it was, like, two years after in real time, or two years in our time, that Jason Todd had died. Mm, And Clayface 4, like, that issue, that third part of that story ends with, like, Batman, like, freaking the fuck out because he hears, like, an off-panel, like, you got this, Batman! And he fucking turns the corner and it's Jason Todd, like, in the full pixie boots. (laughs) And Batman just loses his mind and that's just Clayface 4 just fucking with him. It was one of the best, like... Even though at 13 I knew it was Clayface, I was still like, oh, damn, that's (laughs) dark. Awesome. It's a dick move. Total <laughs> dick move, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got the second pun to connect to that. A dick move. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that, was, that was dumb, but it made me laugh. It looks like there's also going to be a uh, kickoff event. Yeah, we got contacted by the Nerd Out mm-hmm. uh, about putting together. Uh, so what they're going to be doing, my understanding is they're going to be providing uh, all the shops who are participating with uh, coupons for drinks. 
Okay. So when you make a purchase at one of the locations, either from an exhibitor or the retailer, um, you'll get a, a coupon that you can take over to the Nerd Out and redeem it for a discount on drink. But then they also have a cosplay event going on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I believe it starts at 9? Uh, 7. 7. 7. I'll get there eventually. From 7 to 11. That's yeah. why I pull all of this stuff up on off of the internet there so I, <laughs> I can look like I know what I'm doing yeah. like a professional. Yeah. <laughs> this, this a professional is, what? I don't know. This is me working from uh, an iffy week-long memory of sure. <laughs> all of this stuff coming up. So they're having a cosplay night and contest. Right. right. And I think they're they're trying to promote other cosplay events throughout the weekend. I think there's going to be more added to that as mm. they uh, uh, as they come up with what they want to do. Uh, a lot of this has just been kind of being planned by the seats of our various pants. Sure. Uh, so I'm just trying to Again, keep... Again, sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm just right. trying to keep the, uh, keep the page updated just, as... Just remember, if you go to all these things, no touching... Everyone yes. just Vulcan salute each other. No hugging. Yes. Yeah. There w- and there will be uh, hand sanitizer <laughs> available, uh, bathrooms for hand washing stations. Which I do appreciate that you made a point of putting that out there because yeah. part of the reason why Emerald City got canceled is we don't want people gathering in large spaces. Right. But th- there is a difference between having 20 to 50 people in a, in a comic a shop, shop um, at any given time. Um, not touching one another, not breathing on one another, mm-hmm. versus the how many attendees does Emerald City get now? I want to say somewhere in the tens of thousands every day. I think it pushes a hundred. Oh, every day, each day, because they on average they expect a hundred thousand people to hit the convention center yeah, during. Yeah, that, okay, so it's close to twenty-five to thirty-five thousand each day to get to that number. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I do appreciate that that. Uh, you, you did make that post talking about the, that everyone is also keeping that in mind and, and taking right. the pre- necessary precautions. Right. And, and Oregon also has a, a – so far anyway, um, you know, our numbers are a lot lower as far as infection goes mm-hmm. from compared to Seattle. Um, and uh, so, you know, just on that point, the infection rate is going to be lower hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely wanted to make sure because be- people were concerned, and rightfully so, uh, and we wanted to make sure that everybody did know that, yes, there are precautions being taken. Sure. But, of course, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel healthy, um, if you're not feeling well, if you're displaying the symptoms, um, you know, yeah, be reasonable. Uh, stay home. Take care of yourself. And uh, and hopefully we'll see you later in the year when there's other shows going on. I mean, the, and... That includes Emerald City because they did talk right. about the fact that it was just going to be postponed, right? Exactly, and not uh, not closed down. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be a fun a fun event. Uh, and one of the things actually that I wanted to bring up is, um, you know, initially when we planned it, uh, we didn't know what kind of response we were going to get. So we were trying to maximize. We didn't know how many retailers were going to sign up at first, and. Um, we didn't know how many exhibitors were going to jump at uh, the opportunity. So we had everything planned where we were going to do four-hour shifts at mm-hmm. each shop. You know, if, t- if a retailer has one or two tables to put out, the tables would be split in half, so they'd have four potential slots. But then we were going to double that by having two four-hour shifts each day. Um, but the response that we got made it so that we could um, – 
still get everybody to fit in the shops that we wanted, but then give them the whole day. Sure. So, so those exhibitors now have the full day uh, to be at that shop, which will make it a little bit easier, I think, for people who are interested in checking it out uh, to travel around town and get to all the shops that are participating. Which can be done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these places are not that far away from each other. I don't think there's more than 10 or 15 minutes distance between most of them. Back in the back in the day before um, both Merrick and I were always were neck deep in nerd work. Um, <laughs> right. One of the things we did on a free comic book day is we hopped on the scooter, made a map, and we hit every single comic shop that was open mm-hmm. and and to, you know, participate in their free comic book day. And it wasn't about getting the free comics, but it was more about getting to see all the different people that were at the shops. Right. And if you if you make a little day trip out of it, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more fun on two wheels, but yeah, you know, if <laughs> that, we, that's not for everyone, if, right? Yeah, if we had had more time to plan and coordinate, I might have gotten in touch with the brew bus people. Oh yeah, to although they probably wouldn't do it just to, to comic shops if they couldn't stop at some breweries as well, right? But try to throw something like that together a tour of the comic shops, but. But we're just trying to keep this as simple as we could. Yeah. With Plus, didn't Comics Pro actually do that? I don't know. They I wasn't did. part of that if they did. I just saw on their, their timeline thing. But it doesn't oh. mean it couldn't happen again. Yeah. You know. No disrespect to Comics Pro, which you guys didn't pick very good breweries. Oh, that's <clears> true. They did, go, they did go to breweries. They did have a brewery tour. Yeah. Not that you went to bad breweries, but you went to the ones that everyone goes to when they come to this town. Just saying. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like if you can buy the beer outside the state, you probably shouldn't be excited about getting a tour here. Like, don't, you know, Hub, I love you, but I can get Hub anywhere. You know, I, I come down kind of on the other side of that. Like, I at some point, I plan on going to Ireland, and I definitely plan on visiting the Bushmills Distillery. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel and like I, that's and, and different. Those, are, those my, are like drinking icons. All though. of my scotches. Go visit them on the, uh, on the islands. All right, I fully admit to being a drinking hypocrite then, because I will totally do that. <laughs> But I agree with you. If I can get it, if I can get it here, I'm less likely to tour the local brewery. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, well, should we take a quick break and come back with more talk about this? I don't know if it's gonna be a super long show tonight. Yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. Yeah. What? Oh, I couldn't tell if it, you were playing music or if it was I, just the sound outside. I was like, "What's going I on?" I was not. <laughs> but okay. I am now. Good. And that break there brought to you by our sponsor, Bridge City Comics. They run one of the best comic book shops in the city of Portland, and that is definitely saying something. Check them out at 3725 North Mississippi Avenue in Portland, Oregon, especially this Saturday, because they are partaking in PDX Pop-Up Con to help some of the folks that were negatively impacted by Emerald City Comic Con having to postpone for a few months. Um, if you can't make it out though, and you just don't want to get outside or whatnot, but you still want to pick up your books, if you go over to facebook.com forward slash Bridge City Comics, they have a whole write up about how even if you live in the city of Portland, Bridge City will ship the books, your subscription box to you. Uh, you do have to kind of cover the, the shipping, but it doesn't cost that much because they're just sending comics and stuff. Uh, if you're just comfortable giving your credit card over the phone to them, and why wouldn't you be? You've handed it to them before. They are more than happy to just send you a flat Priority rate, they'll just send you your comics. That way, uh, you know, if you do have to lock down for a few weeks, you'll have plenty to read. In fact, maybe throw in some graphic novels. You know, go down there, you know, ask what they got and stock up on reading and they will ship it to you. That way you don't miss a thing. 
Check them out. 3725 North Mississippi Avenue in Portland, Oregon. Bridge City Comics. So we kind of rambled a bit. And we have a weird layout this week. So let's roll right into our longest sponsor, Guardian Games. Uh, We're getting a lot of fun feedback on our uh, once a month gaming session that we now do on Geek in the City Radio. And all of our games come from Guardian Games. Uh, Some of them we personally own. Um, Some of them we just play test there and and, and whatnot. So if any of the games we play or some of the items that we've been talking about sound good, then you need to get to Guardian Games. 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Keep supporting local businesses. They uh, they maintain the community and they help maintain your sanity and help you express yourself through all the various types of games, whether it's a collectible game or competitive or co-op or, or cards or dice or board or role-playing games. Blah, 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 blah. Guardian Games is going to have it. So find them, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And when you're in there picking up your game, thank them for being the sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. And now, for reals, back to the show. Oh, he was so good on Saturday Night Live last week. <laughs> Welcome back. Was he Was he on last week? He was, I, he was on either last week or the week before. Uh-huh. Not this most recent weekend, but the weekend before that, I think, was him, was uh, David Byrne. Nice. Oh, right, because uh, John Mulaney was on. Right. Right. I yep. remember that's kind of what started me down that kick is I saw the clip of uh, the LaGuardia sketch. Oh, yeah. That ends with David Byrne coming out. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we're on a plane to nowhere. <laughs> oh, Not I that s- it takes much for me to go down, like, the rabbit hole of talking heads. No. And I, I still kick myself that I was not at the alibi uh, recently or a year, maybe it was maybe a year or two ago. Uh, David Byrne was on tour and he stopped in Portland as, for his show, and as part of his pregame, went to the Alibi and sang karaoke for an, an hour or so. <laughs> damn, <laughs> I'm just like, wow. God damn it, why wasn't I there for that? <laughs> and I think I was out karaoke that night also, <laughs> and I just I wasn't at the say I wasn't at the Alibi because it's so far out of the way for me that I just I and it's usually I, so damn packed. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I think this was like a Friday or a Saturday. Oh, fuck oh Saturday. no, that's yeah. standing room only. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Well, this uh, Talking Heads trip <laughs> brought to you by Asylum. 3713 Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard, across the street from the historic Baghdad Theater in the lovely Hawthorne Shopping District. That's right. And this is actually, like, I know it looks like everything's, like, going to hell, but this is also a good time to, like, really support local businesses because they're going to take it harder. Yes. You know who's going to be fine? Yeah. Who's, yeah. You know who's probably going to be even more than fine is Amazon. Yep. Never mind that you're going to infect every single person in the warehouses. Because they don't give them chance to pee or wash their hands in the warehouse. So go, you know what, it's safe to go out to your local stop shops. Like, them and Antar aren't going to walk over and, like, give you a hug the moment you walk in. They're going to, like, can I help you? And you help them, and it's fine. Uh, so support all the local shops and help them out. Uh, yes, this is a please. good chance to lock in local and a good chance to get a very nice refillable soap dispenser, which they sell at Asylum. These are pretty swanky. They are pretty swanky. It's very capsule-shaped. It reminds me of grain silos, but much smoother. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Jen and I, we have a refillable one right now, but it's literally just, like, six years ago we bought, like, a plastic wash-my-face 
thing from like Fred Meyer, and then we just keep refilling that. And if I'm being honest, it's fuck ugly and old. <laughs> so it'd be nice to get something that's kind of classy like yeah, this. So these, I think I'll pick one up. These ones kind of remind me of like a svelte Dalek. Oh like, yeah, like a nice trim, yes. trim down da- Dalek, Dalek. two point Sure. Yeah, svelte Dalek. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that that is someone's fetish. You know it is. Oh yeah, someone's rule thirty seven the hell out of that. Yep. Mm-mm. I thought that was rule thirty four. Whatever. Oh, is God. it? It's no, one of them. Now it's I'm just imagining this Dalek cosplay where it's just the Dalek head and the guy's just walking around buff and topless and painted gold and with little bumps all over his body. Exwall. <laughs> Exwallinate. Exwall Dalek. <laughs> Still can't climb stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just rolling around on roller Daleks skates. always miss leg day. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They really do. They also have uh, at PDX Asylum these lovely, simply adorable bottle stoppers. They're little houses. I saw that, yeah. That, that, that you can then recork your wine um, if you don't finish the bottle. Sometimes Which, that happens. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> it's not, we're not judging you. Yeah. You don't have to finish it in one go. Sometimes you do. Um, and that could be very handy because, you know, you're going to be spending a lot of time in the next two weeks drinking at home. That yeah, that's true. true. That is true. Yeah, forget stocking up on, like, toilet paper and all that stuff. Also, don't do that. That's dumb. But do stock up on booze. Yeah. Please, like, not only is it dumb, you're you're causing shortages that don't need to happen that affect people who are at the most vulnerable. Stop doing that. Although, speaking of which, you want to see Portland's about to go into full chaos? It might snow this weekend. What? What? No. Yeah, the weather is like potential snow down to 500 feet in the valley floor. And I'm like, oh, my God. No. This is just a confluence of events that I was... Holy shit, you're not kidding. No. It's right there. There's on my phone. (sighs) So we've got... I was expecting rain this weekend. No, potential snow. Potential snow. So... A full moon going into a Friday the 13th and then snow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right now, Stephen King is like, rain it in reality. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is dumb. Check yourself. Uh. So, you know, this weekend, unless you go to the, you know, PDX pop-up con, um, stoke up, stoke up, stock up on booze, <laughs> stay indoors. Booze. Stock up on comics. Get some galoshes. Get lots of comics this week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get some stock up on some good reading material. Yeah. yeah. And then you can just tuck yourself into bed for the snowy season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before it kicks in, also go to Asylum and get some of their nice furniture, too. Yes. If you're going to be stuck at home for a while, might as well do it in style. Why not yep. put your feet up on a nice ottoman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> they even have a classic ma- magazine rack for you to store your uh, books while yeah. you're reading them. While you're sitting comics. on the yeah. sofa. Uh, at the side of your bed, even. Yep. Yeah. Or at the side of your bed, yeah. Luxuriating. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Denise's butt plugs. We call them candle holders. <laughs> no, we don't. We call them candlesticks. They're called candlesticks. No one calls them candle holders. I call them candle holders. I hardly ever use the word candlestick. But they're, they're candlesticks. Uh, okay. When I was a kid, I always thought the taper candles was a candlestick. Like, cause it's, a, it's a candle that's shaped like a stick. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm, but I've know. grown up since then. And I, don't I like candelabras anyway. Oh, candelabras. Are I need to have multiple ones. Oh, what was that? Look at that plant rack. It's a neat plant rack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's nice and compact. Vertical. Tiny little footprint. 
Just some good succulents in there. Just go to Asylum before yeah, everything goes to shit. Schedule it into your day. <laughs> go to Asylum. Pick up, pick up some essentials. Yeah. And while you're there, thank them for sponsoring Geek in a City Radio, but don't hug them. And also just for being open. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, back to back to comic book shows. <laughs> back to grief and misery. Oh, and comic and comic book shows. And comic shows. <laughs> and a little, although a little side note, if you are super nervous about going out, like no one's going to make fun of you, but you still want your books. I know Bridge City does this because they just posted it on their page, but almost every comic book shop I know will take your card over the phone and will mail you your books. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I hadn't heard of that. That's really nice. Yeah. I When I would manage a TFI, I had a few customers that couldn't leave the house once every few months, and I used to every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would call them, verify it, take their order, and then I would, yeah, just put it in. Oh, wow. It's been like $3. It would get like priority, and I would always charge them more. Or like, I got to well, charge sure. you 3 bucks for sh- Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, that's great. I, I'm kind of surprised more retailers don't do that for the folks who don't um, – like, they just get the card on record. So when they start a subscription box, if they don't show up for it after, like, six months. I feel like there would be a weird liability issue with that. Mm. I mean, unless you sign a contract saying if exactly. you don't show up every two months, we will charge you. Exactly, if it's just part of, this, part of the setup, yeah. part of the contract to go into it. I can kind of see that. Save the retailers a lot of grief, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, it also make you feel better about ordering stuff. Right. You know it's going to come to you no matter what. Yeah. Uh, what else is mm. happening? What else is happening? Uh, uh, so you've got the Nerd Outs having a pre-show event, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Nerd Outs going to have their show on Friday. They're talking about, like I said, they're talking about doing something um, possibly Saturday night. Uh, and then they're going to ha- just have specials all day, Friday, or I think Friday, but also Saturday and Sunday. I haven't gotten firm notes on that, but I'll put them on the website when I do. Which would make sense if you're picking up those tickets from buying comics at the places. You, that's exactly. happening on Saturday. You can't right. retroactively go back in time and spend them on Friday. Exactly. Unless you're a Time Lord. <laughs> right. And then uh, the PDX broadsides are going to be doing a, a quick free show. That's what I was looking for, at, yeah. At Books with Pictures at 3 o'clock. Indeed. Uh, I am told that they will be, I guess they have they have a song called Pi Day. Um, they, they do. Will, they, they do. They, they yeah. will be playing Pi Day at 314 on 314. Well, fantastic. Oh, it's Pi Day. I have to it eat pie, pie that day. Mm, pie is delicious. It is. Where's our universal free pie? That's what I want it. That's what I'm. That's the platform I'm going to vote for. <laughs> vote for Indigo. He got pie. No, I'm not running. Yeah, he, I'm not running was... on a platform of pie. Oh, I I, I will like, vote for a platform of pie. He will. He will create spontaneously create a a <laughs> pop up comic book convention on a drop of a hat's notice. But he's not going to run for anything. He's not crazy. At least not until <laughs> not until like a week before the election. Yeah. Then I'll throw my hat in the ring. And really, really make a go of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I would vote for you over Ted Wheeler. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't want to be. Is he, is he mayor? Yes. Is that right? Okay. I mean, I guess you can call it that. That's. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the chair he's sitting in right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what he claims that he does. I mean, I guess on paper he is. You know, I was excited to see Sam Adams is coming back into local politics. He's running for city council again. I am too. Yeah, I miss, yeah. I miss him. He was he was a really good advocate for the arts, which is a valuable thing to have in the city. Yeah, council. he's not going to win. He might not win, but <laughs> still, I don't know that that's true. I don't think he's going to. Who do we know who he's running against? Yes, 
Chloe is, Udaly and Mingus Maps oh, are all going for the same fucking seat. For the same seat? Oh. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be a, an interesting race to follow then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it all depends on how well he can weather the controversy that made him lose the job to begin with. And I know it's been a long time, but yeah. they're going to come at that hard again. It'll come yep. up, I'm sure. We'll see. So what do you guys Also, don't week? make out with your interns. Don't care if they're <laughs> legal or not. Don't fucking play with your interns, people. Should be the first thing I tell you. Yep, you don't know me. <laughs> don't diddle your younger interns. Just don't. Nope. Don't. Nope. So what so I want to know... older ones are fine. None of them. So what I want to know is which candidate is running on a platform of universal basic interns. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Norm said Ted Wheeler sounds like a villain in the mask universe. If only he were that efficient. No, not right now. You know what? We got to stop. Otherwise, I'll just go down just Aaron's <laughs> yeah, angry path. We d- Yeah, we do always have to be careful with this. This is why we're so reticent to talk politics that makes and, sense. and and well, their effect in pop culture yeah. on this show because Aaron will go down it very easily I will go down that road very easily Bean will go down that road very easily yeah. and if none of us are left left unchecked it, it, yeah this suddenly turns into I, I crossfire or some other yeah, know, something. Show. Some other. I, I have to confess, growing up as a white kid in the seventies and eighties, it's it's been really remarkable and impressive to me how personal politics has become mm-hmm. for like everybody that I know. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's become such an integral part of the conversation every day. Right, because you know there is something happening in politics now every day that's affecting everybody in and, so, at some yeah. level. And that's why we've been trying to turn it more into things like what you're doing with a PDX PopCon, mm-hmm. where it's go spend your dollars locally. Go right. support things locally. Go go ta- be part of your community. Go talk to people. Go you know buy at this store and buy at that store and get to know who's selling this and who's mm-hmm. selling that. Mm-hmm. So, because the more connected you are to the people around you, the more that you care about the people around you, the more vested interest you have in your community – and that makes it easier for you to start thinking about national community and global community and how everyone is trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then you find more commonalities with one another. It's like, oh, people across the globe also love Star Trek as much as I do. And then, you know, that's that's how you make the world a better place. Yeah. And I remember we were talking about that, I think, last time I was here about Stumptown and yeah. how how that local community made Stumptown such... I think I said it was such a breeze <laughs> to put it together. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was maybe overstating that a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. but it made rounding up artists to take part in it a really simple process. Yep. Um, and likewise with this pop-up con. I mean, I, I was having conversations with books, books with pictures until I think 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Um, by 5 o'clock... Or by... Th- or no, sorry. Yeah, about... 2, 2.30 uh, that I finished talking with books with pictures. By 3 o'clock I had an announcement up on the Twitter feed mm-hmm. and by 5 o'clock I had four other stores lined up to participate. It, all it took was a phone call to yep. each one and they're like, yeah, sign me up. What do I got to do? And you know, and, the, and the, the local creative community came up really, really well as well signing up for the spaces and 
you know, being available for it and just kind of jumping at the chance to be part of this. And it's just, it's really, uh, it's really gratifying to see the community again pull together and make something like this possible. Like, I don't know that this kind of an event would be possible any other time of the year and uh, under any other circumstances than this. Right. Um, Or, you know, and it's hard for me to imagine it coming together in, in any other city than Portland, just with our community being what it is. Yeah, I I can't think of it happening either. Like, we have just enough of all of the individual parts that are mm-hmm. needed for it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are other places that have a lot of comic book artists, or there are places that have other shops, or they, they have this, they have that. Right. But not all of them have the same confluence. Yeah. And... Uh, do either of you know, are we still one of the highest cartoonists per capita cities, or has that changed? I think we still are. Oh, okay. I, I still, <clears throat> yeah, I still use the, the terms of, like, if if a, if a bomb hit Portland, <laughs> the comic industry would not recover. Yeah, it's probably true. Uh, yeah. It, like w- it, it, it would be rough. Yeah. Mm. It, um, it would not, it would not, it, at least it would not be able to recover in the way that it it currently exists, it would have to then morph into something else entirely. Yeah, and it would it, a lot of books would be off schedule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just in the short term. Yeah. Like, well, uh, all of Image, all of Oni, all of Dark Horse. Yeah. And, um, then, and then a solid chunk a of... A solid chunk of Marvel in D.C. All of yeah, the tent poles at both of those locations. Yeah, yes. anything Bendis is doing at D.C. right now mm-hmm. is going to be... Oof. Fingers crossed. Just the entire industry would be run by Jeff Johns and Cullen Bunn. Hmm. Hmm. I I have mixed feelings about that. Where's Cullen Bunn now? I think he lives somewhere in the south. Oh, okay. I mean, no. I mean, what company is he at now? Uh, Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Okay. I just remember him from Sixth Gun. Yeah. Also, if there's a horror book, he's probably writing it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If it's if it's not him, it's Scott Snyder. Right. Or Joe Hill. Right. Or Brooks. What's his name? Max. Is he oh, Max he Brooks? hasn't done stuff in a long time. Yeah, oh, he, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I think he kind of, think he kind of, kind of milked that for all he could, and I don't think anyone's hiring him right now. I, I mean, no, no rip on him. Whatever. I enjoy World War Z and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I actually love the GI Joe comic he wrote like 15 years ago. I forgot he did that. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. <laughs> and and scene. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, so what else is coming up this week? What do you guys have going on? Uh, nothing. I'm going to brew a beer. Oh, yeah? What you making? I'm not sure yet, but I know it's going to involve strawberry rhubarb. Ooh. I figure since we're coming into the spring season, I was going to go for a white stout, which I know makes a lot of brewers like really angry because it's not a real thing. Oh, I love I love white stouts. I love trying to make them. Honestly, I have never heard this phrase. Please, both of you tell me more. So a stout is technically just a heavy malted... I mean, there are rules, but as a rule... They're they're dark malts, mm-hmm. like, right? Um, I think there's a difference of opinion on that. My, I'm trying to remember like the actual rule about what calls it a stout. The the modern style guide for a stout <laughs> looks for the darker uh, the darker grains, right? Um, but the original term stout only referred to an exceptionally strong beer. Okay, so it was like you would have like basically a, a brewer would make their stout and. Uh, it would be really high in alcohol, maybe like a six or seven percent right. alcohol, which at the time was a lot. 
And then they would do their small beer uh, with the second runnings from that grain bill. And that was usually a bitter. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So so basically, a pale stout is just a really strong bitter. It's like a pub ale with twice as much alcohol in it. Right. But these days, if you call a white stout, like you make a lot of like beer purists very angry. Yeah. Well, those guys can suck it. Cause yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of a weird, trendy thing to do. Um, I had one a few years ago, and it's weird to have like a... You look at it and you're like, oh, it looks like a pale ale. And then you taste it and you're like, oh, but it tastes like a stout, except for no, there's no there's no coffee notes. Yeah. Yeah. No, huh. my Oh, it even tastes like a stout? I mean, it's got that like kind of grainy, malty mouthfeel okay. that you get, but they just don't have, they don't have that deep chocolate or that deep coffee notes. Right. So the way right. I started talking with somebody one day is like, okay, think about it as like, and it would definitely be more of a dessert one, mm-hmm. you know, yep. as I think about it this way, think about like... The most dense, like, chocolate mudslide cake you could ever have. Okay, that's like a traditional heavy stout, okay? It's deep and rich, and it has all those, like, the chocolate notes and maybe some coffee undertones or anything like that. Now imagine, like, the richest New York cheesecake you've ever fucking had. They both hit you the same way, Mm -hmm. but there's no notes of coffee or chocolate in a cheesecake. But you still love it because it's just rich and creamy and delicious. That's kind of how I view a more, and there are, you know, and, and this isn't counting like a dry Irish stout, which is just Guinness, which I love. Mm-hmm. So I had this idea of making a strawberry rhubarb white stout. That would be really interesting. Like, a, are you going for like a shortcake? Mm. Yeah. Kind like I'd put lactose it? in it. Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. want it to taste like a, I want it to taste like a cake. You're going to have to back sweeten that quite a bit. But that's not a problem. That's not really a problem. <laughs> yeah. As I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't tried. Are you going with like fresh rhubarb? Or are you going to try to find a, a decent extract? I'm going to go to. Uh, I'm going to probably find. So I keep getting these ads on Facebook for this mm-hmm. company that makes nothing but completely clear, uh, clear fruit purees that brewers are now using, and they have a strawberry rhubarb. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <clears throat> so like the grain bill is probably. Well, we're just going nerdy here. Then we got to wrap up the show. <laughs> so the grain bill is probably going to have some. Um, it's definitely going to have some biscuit malt in it. Okay. Um, yeah. Since I don't keg, my greatest enemy is still head retention because I only bottle. Mm-hmm. And that's literally every time I enter a beer, that's the one note. They're like, no head retention. I'm like, yes, I know. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing wrong still. Well, like I said, a little bit of care foam should Yeah, that's going to go in it. Help with that. Uh, head retention meaning? The, it, the foam on the beer. When you, after you pour it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if you, if you don't add anything special to a beer, most beers will just, it'll dissipate very quickly. Yeah. And they don't like that when you're going into competition. Right. Huh. For some styles. Some styles, they want the, the head to be really Flat. minimal. Flat. Okay. Yeah. Like a barley wine is not supposed to have right. a big, but if you're pouring like a, if you're pouring a stout, they want you to have one. Right. Or a lager or something that had a lot of sugars and starches that, yeah. did, that didn't get converted to alcohol. Yeah, so yeah, I'll have to back sweeten it a little bit, but I don't want it cloyingly sweet. I want it right. to be pretty easily drinkable too. You so. could go with uh, brown sugar to just, back sweeten. Yeah, just a tiny bit of brown sugar. It'll add a little bit of color to it, but not enough to be noticeable. Right. Well, I've also thinking of back sweetening it with something that does not create, um, that doesn't have any fermentation. Oh, right, because you're just going into bottles. I'm going into bottles. Yeah, I'm not mm. kegging. And right now, the go-to. Well, first I'll put lactose in it. 
because I kind of want it to have that mouthfeel. But anyway. that doesn't that doesn't get fermented, so yeah, that's what I mean. That'll but yeah. that'll give me some sweetness. Mm-hmm. But the sugar substitute that a lot of brewers are now using is um, monk fruit. Really? It has almost no aftertaste, and it uh, it does not ferment. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I hadn't heard of that. I know a lot of ciders and meads when they're back sweetening now. Well, meads you always back sweeten with honey, but I've heard some ciders that are back sweetening with monk fruit. I remember one of my first batches I did back I did bottle it and I back sweetened with honey and it came out really well. It didn't explode or anything. It well, was, it was a really simple process. So the trick I've learned with back sweetening with honey is you basically have to do you have to treat it the same way you do with wine when when fermentation has ended and there's still mm-hmm. yeast in it, like you hit it with what is it the uh, potassium sorbate or sulfate. Right. right. So then when you add sugars in, the yeast won't be like, yay! Yeah, and, exactly. You know, I exactly. yeah, <laughs> learned you, that the hard way. Yeah, you do got to kill <laughs> off all, as much of the yeast as you can before you back yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, sorry to derail that. I didn't that's right. go off on, on brewing. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. But that's cool. That sounds like fun. I've, I've been meaning to make a, another batch myself sometime soon. Uh, what did Norm call this? Better load the chode. What? Gotta load the chode is the name of the white stout beer flight. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it sounds pretty good. I'm not going to go to Urban Dictionary to. Oh, that's out right. I forgot. Dragon's milk made a white stout. Hmm. Ooh, that looks good. <laughs> I turned into strong bad there. Oh, that looked pretty good. <laughs> How is this the chat? Strong bad. Mm, nice that sounds pretty bad. Sounds like a pretty good deal there. Yeah, yeah, that dragon's milk white stout. That's that's what you can expect from a, All right. a pale stout. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. When we take it, when we end it here, I can show you my grain bill <gasps> on my beersmith app. Sweet. Yeah, no, like a, a couple months ago when I actually still had money. Oh, I, that's what I was going to call. It. I was going to call it the strawberry and white stout. <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, brewing I, is the only time I like puns. <laughs> really? Yeah. Otherwise, puns annoy them, me. You save them for brewing. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's such a sad way to live. Uh, you got to bring puns in everywhere. You know what? My spouse is a queen. She oh, is a she is a pun queen. So okay. she makes up for both of us. All right. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fair. All right. Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> as long as you're getting them, you're getting your RDA of puns somewhere. Am I? I mean, sure. No, it's fine. Uh, FDA minimums. That sounds a, a lot more exciting than my weekend, which will be, you know, dealing with nerds at Guardian. Mm. Oh, I apologize. I, 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 I <laughs> for all the nerdy <laughs> things I, I have so ever done. For all of uh, all of the nerds. No, I'm sorry. I had to cancel my playtest session last week. No worries. And I don't think I actually notified you guys that I had to do that. That's fine. <laughs> I was just like, it was, it was, you know, I, 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 I was up till midnight Friday night. Doing the all the initial prep work for getting the the, the pop up con set up, and I woke up Saturday uh, at about twelve thirty to about two or three messages on my phone asking if I was still up for <laughs> the playtest session in thirty minutes. And I was like, "Oh shit, no! I guess I got to do something <laughs> about that." Completely <laughs> forgotten to notify people ahead of time. So Man, that's fine. Like a- after half an hour, I'm like, "Yeah, I think he's probably dealing with this other thing." Yeah. Yes. It's fine. I'll just give away the tape all this. Oh, good. I'm glad I got some use. Oh, oh yeah. No, man. It, like, if if a reservation doesn't show up after half an hour, mm-hmm. I pull the reservation and, and free up the table, and those tables just go. Like, good. There were so many people there. It, there were so many people at Guardian, it's almost like we are not in a health crisis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you know that's well, gonna that magic. Be, that magic's not gonna play itself. I was man. gonna say that's gonna be that's gonna be the next big um, uh, bellwether uh, of this of this crisis is when they have to cancel the Magic the Gathering tournaments. We're we've been asked. We're starting to get questions, and oh, really? and it, I think that's a, like we have we have weekly F and M. Uh, Friday Night Magic, which okay. is four different tournaments. We Jesus. still had we had eighty people turn out for that last weekend. Jeez, like, wow! Right, still. Um, and this weekend we have several different Pokemon League challenges all day long, mm. and we have a Ninth Age uh, miniatures tournament. Wow! So that is a busy weekend. Yeah. Does Richard Garfield still get a cut of Magic sales, or did he sell outright? I fucking hope he does, because it's still I, his I name's still know. on there, right? Like it still says, like on the small print, like by Richard Garfield. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of deal he made. Like he, I would hope that he made a deal that allowed him to never work again in, in his life, unless he wants to. Unless he wants to. I mean, we played another, like, the game that we played, King of Tokyo. That's a yeah. Richard Garfield game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He has designed other games, too. Yep. He's, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sit around worrying for worry, or for Richard Garfield. No. I think he's, he's going to be all he's right. He's fine. I don't worry about Richard Garfield. I don't worry about Steve Jackson. No, no. It was just more just idle curiosity is all. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. hope I would hope he's got some smart people advising him on decisions like that. Right. <laughs> I I worry about more about the well being of like Keith Baker. <laughs> oh, since we actually know him and and want him to continue to succeed, he's doing all right though, isn't he? He's doing fine. Oh, okay, I was going to say no. Gloom is huge, and I I, I got to say Eberron right now is what's yeah. That's that's got him busy as fuck. I, I was really glad to hear when he was here playing uh, Gloom with you guys. I was glad to hear that they are doing an official uh, Gloom of Thrones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. version. Oh, they did. It's it's already out. Because yeah. that had been one of the art projects that was in the back of my mind for about four years now. <laughs> that I was just going to throw it up on, on Tumblr or something. Just, just draw all the families and yep. throw them out there. And now I don't have to. So, now so you don't have to. Thank you, universe. And Atlas for, Games for helping clear. Yeah. yeah, and Atlas Games for helping clear my schedule a little bit more. But. Hmm. All right. Well, hmm. as of 2004, Magic had already earned him 124 million dollars. Yeah, he's doing all right. That's but it. there, but every article is very quiet on whether or not he's still. Jesus, that was 16 freaking years ago. Yeah, they do apparently still uh, contact him for like advice on like how the game. Like expansion ideas and stuff. Who owns Magic now? Is it TSR or uh, sorry, Hasbro? Uh, Technically, it's, oh, Hasbro. it's Hasbro. Yeah, oh, it's wow. still okay. owned by. It's still controlled by Wizards of the Coast. Right. Wizards of the Coast bought TSR. That's right. That's that was, why that was my confusion. Yeah, that's why they have control of Dungeons and Dragons, right? And have turned it into the powerhouse that it has become. Yeah, like Five E boggles my mind. That it is still bringing in brand new players. How's Pathfinder doing? Eh. I mean, I feel like I feel like Pathfinder is now the role playing game for gamers that just love to crunch numbers. So here's the thing: Pathfinder was designed because people hated D and D four E, yeah, and wanted to go back to three point five. Mm-hmm. 
So what I've been trying to fathom is why they decided that what they needed to do was do a second edition. Yeah, Wait, that's a, weird. A second edition of Pathfinder. Uh, Pathfinder. Oh, of Pathfinder. They're like, yeah, we're going to update <laughs> so and revise like, rules. It's like 3.95. Why? You were created by people who don't want and fear and uh. loathe change of any sort. Mm. They very much wanted to stay in that wheelhouse and you changed and they did lose players. See, that's the part that I don't understand. Why can't the players who just want to play the version they like just keep playing the version they like? Because they – well, part of it is because like – It becomes unsupported. Yeah, Paizo quits supporting it. Although under the original OGL, people can still do 3-5 material, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was one of those people that like I hated 4th edition, but only with D&D. Actually, that's not true. So when when Wizards put out – the very short-lived rebirth of Dark Sun. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I felt like the fourth edition rules and the way powers worked clicked with Dark Sun really well. And maybe because even though Dark Sun is a really like savage and hard on the players, maybe that's why. Like the way the mechanics worked for Dark, the way the mechanics of fourth edition worked, it just lent itself to more. I hate to say, like, extreme style of, like, gaming, but it kind of did. Which is why I still think 4E would make an amazing superhero system. Sure. Mm. It would be so good if someone had... Who has the Marvel license or DC? No one does, right? For role-playing. Um, nobody has... Or at least nobody's publishing it. The people that would have any license for Marvel would be Fantasy Flight. And they're cashing out on everything, right? Except... I don't know what the fuck Fantasy Flight is doing. Like, I really don't. Uh, it They did a lot of in-house firing. They mm-hmm. are not announcing the fact that they have effectively killed off their RPG section for Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which is dumb. Um, <laughs> but they are... The game that they've got, they've got two games. Is it two? Yeah, they've got two games for um, Marvel right now, and that is Marvel Champions, right? Which is a living card game, a la um, Arkham Horror and uh, Legends of the Five Rings, right? And then they've got Crisis Protocol, which is a miniatures game. I might be wrong. I don't know that that's Fantasy Flight, hmm. but those are the two big Marvel games right now. They're there is no Marvel RPG. The last DC RPG that was put out was... I don't even remember. Bad. The hell that, yeah, was it bad? It was bad. It never... I flipped through it. It didn't make any fucking sense. No. And I say this having gone through the Mayfair DC Heroes game. and Man, that fucking thing is convoluted. Which was, yeah, which was also not good. No. Because that was a weird retooling of D6 and then that Blood of Heroes thing that Mayfair put out for a while. Yeah. Uh, do you hear the thing about As Asmodee today? Asmodee? Asmodee, yeah. Yep. Leaving Alliance? Yep. So that's... Like, I don't know if that's good or not. It. There are some things that Asmodee is doing that I... Okay, uh, let me preface this. Everything that I am saying <laughs> is solely my opinion and is not the opinion nor reflects any opinion of anyone that works for Guardian Games or its subsidiaries. Right. Um, 
I, I don't want my... No, yeah, yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time making sure that Guardian Games does not get into legal trouble. And I am not a lawyer. <laughs> but, I, man, do I read a lot of legalese. Um, so, Asmodee, like, when they started buying up everyone years ago, that was the first point of, like, this is this is not good. This is going to be bad. This mm-hmm. is going to turn out badly. Um because they bought everybody. Really? Like, uh, the biggest feather in their cap was Fantasy Flight Games. They're, mm, okay. That's part of the reason why there's this sudden downsizing internally at Fantasy Flight Games that no one seems to know why because they haven't been saying. But, yeah, at Gamma this week, that's when they announced this. They signed a two-year exclusive contract with Alliance. And Alliance is a subsidiary of Diamond. Yeah, those fuckers. The comics distributor? Yes. Yes. Oh, so, Jesus. Alliance, like, <clears throat> this is my experience with Alliance working <clears throat> for Guardian Games. The first week that I started doing inventory for Guardian, I kept noticing that things were shipped funny and the packaged badly and there was all these damages and that kept happening. I'm like, what the fuck is with this company, Alliance? Why, why is everything they send us always trashed? What is going on with this company? And my coworker at the time was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're actually owned by some other company that does a lot of stuff. That, uh, what is it? Uh, no, Diamond. It's Diamond. I'm like, oh, never mind. I understand now. <laughs> why? Why do you understand? No, no, Diamond. Like, do you remember when I said, when, when you guys were like, oh, yeah, gamers are bad. Gaming community is awful. I'm like, I come from comics. Yeah. Gamers are nothing. Right. Um, so are there other comics or uh, comics games distributors? Yes, there are. Okay. Um, there's uh, ACD. There's uh, um, uh, GTS, Southern Hobby, um, Lion Rampant. And there's there are, a lot of crossover within what they uh, what they yes, offer. Yes. Okay. Uh, unlike. Unless you run a comic book shop and then Diamond won't let you use anyone but Alliance. Exactly. You can be sneaky about it, but of if they course. find out, they'll suspend your Diamond account. Yep. So what you're describing <laughs> sounds a lot to me like what happened in comics distribution in the mid-90s. Exactly. Uh, that went so well. It went beautifully. But here's the thing. So, like, Asmodee two years ago signed this contract, exclusive exclusivity contract, where you could only get their games through Alliance. Okay. It's like, uh, fuck. This announcement today is akin to Marvel Comics going, hey, Diamond, we're going to publish, we're going to distribute our comics on our own. We're which, done. Which is what they did in 95. Yeah. They bought Heroes World and made that their sole distributor. Yeah. Which cut their, which cut, I think, thirty to forty percent of revenue out of every other distributor. In the I'll country. be real yep. honest. I'm real surprised Disney hasn't approached that yet. I, because they have Disney themselves don't publish and distribute, but they work with like they work with much bigger publishers than Marvel ever. I'm really surprised they haven't reached out and said like, why are we giving Diamond fifty percent right out the gate of everything we make? Because yeah. it, that that number hasn't tipped yet. They've got it. Like I guarantee you, they have a number in mind that as soon as that hits that, yeah, they're like, okay, we're done with diamond. As soon as it hits that, well, and that number honestly hasn't gone up much in the last thirty yeah. years. Yeah, and also like on the DC side, isn't like doesn't Warner actually have its own fucking? That's what I mean. I I don't mean DC and Marvel is going to do it. I'm surprised that Disney and Warner Brothers have not looked at the numbers and went. You know what? We basically lose money on these anyway, so why are we giving this 
Yeah. Literally idiot company. Diamond is painfully inept at what they do. I feel like that is on someone's priority list at both Time Warner and at Disney. And at some point they are going to pull the trigger. And Diamond is going to have the rug pulled out from under them in a way that they have never seen before. Because neither of those companies need Diamond. True. But all comic book, like all comic shops need them. For now. For now. But if, it would take more work on the comic shop's end if you now have to order from, like, different places. But but it's, you know, for, for stores that have been around long enough, it's not something that they're not used to. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. the people... Because that's have, how it was before, uh, before everything yeah. collapsed and Diamond became the last one standing. Right. The people that are going to get hurt worse are the small publishers. Right. Like Dark Horse, Oni. Yep. Um, Image will even... Or they like, form a co-op together. Yep. They literally create an independent, the independent distribution company. Yeah. So, yeah, I think what you got to look out for <laughs> at this point is you want to see, like, who's the next, like, the second largest game publisher. Uh, n- n- distributor, not publisher. No. Oh, oh yeah, publisher. publisher. <sighs> That's the trick is there are so many that are under the umbrella of Asmodee, like Days of Wonder. Oh. Asmodee. Who's, uh, really? who's Pinnacle? I don't know. Pinnacle's mm-hmm. got a pretty decent presence. Yeah, so once... Because White Wolf was under, under what is it, Metapus? How do you say their name? Ones who do the Star Trek game? Metapus? Uh, Modiphius. Modiphius. Are they Asmodee also? They not are not. that they're that big, but... But, like, here's the thing. They... Asmodee did, like, a three-prong release. So one of them was we're, we're ending our exclusive contract with... Um, with Alliance, and we're selling directly to retailers. That sounds great. Also, here's the um, price hike on our top 50s games because inflation, it's time to do this. So, like, uh, the top game on there was Catan. Catan is going from $49 to $55 MSRP. And that will also be with a minimum advertised pricing point of 10%. Which is designed to help brick-and-mortar stores so mm-hmm. that um, places like Amazon can't undercut us. Right. Right. Because you can't, you can't sell it for less than 10%. Yeah. So, and, oh yeah, go And we can never – we do the same. Like, we don't ad- – we advertise it as we can't sell it for anything less than 10% off. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, if this is going to roll out anything like the, the comics distribution thing fell apart uh, 20 20- – 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got to watch, watch out for at this point is Alliance freaking out because they just lost 50, 60% of their business. They just find out about it at Gamma. Yeah. They found out that it was not, yeah. they were not told beforehand. They yeah. were told at Gamma. So in order for them to sort of bolster their foundation now, they will, I'm sure, probably be tempted to start signing exclusivity contracts with other publishers, Uh which means that other distributors will be losing business now as well. But hopefully other game companies are going to be smart and be like, well, why would we want to do that? As opposed to... Because they still have other avenues of like, well, we're fine selling it through these other six distributors. That's the trick is... Mm. In the gaming industry, there are a lot of other distributors that we get games from. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, that should help. And yeah. there are a lot of companies that we bypass any distributor and just buy directly from them. Like, mm-hmm. we will buy um, 
Peaceable Kingdom is a, a good example. Peaceable yeah. Kingdom makes a lot of children's games. And we don't buy from them a lot, but we usually order like twice a year from them and get a big stock, and that usually carries us through the entire year. Mm. Or like, we, you know, one order will be six months, and the other order will be six months plus Christmas. Okay. So... Well, that's good. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. it's, the damage will be spread out enough that it won't totally destroy the, the distribution system as it's. Uh, I don't think it's going to destroy the distribution system. What I'm hoping is this helps. I, I hope Alliance does freak out just enough that maybe they do something, start doing something differently, and become mm-hmm. a better distributor. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good thing. Because I, I think that's the that's what happens is they get complacent is they're the biggest guy in the room yeah. and if everyone gets everything from there but yeah well yeah hopefully they're not going to uh, try to follow Diamond's example I hope not <laughs> no it would be foolish <laughs> well on that note we should wrap up the show that sounds like a good plan Indigo thanks for joining us sure uh, are we going to see you out and about at Pop Up Con or are you just going <laughs> to log like my job is done uh, I've been going back and forth on that myself um on one hand, you're like, no, comics people are gross. No, no, no. Kidding. On one hand, I I, I want to get out and see everybody and check out, you know, how it's all going down at the different locations and say hi and thank everyone for coming out. On the other hand, I was really kind of not planning on doing much this weekend <laughs> until <laughs> until Friday, um, and I kind of you know like the idea of just, especially if it's going to snow. Christ, I'm just going to I just want to hang out at home and read. I know if it's going to snow now, then I'm definitely going to throw like a little personal tiki party Saturday night mm-hmm. after brewing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some 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 juices and some 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 rums and some cheap tequilas. Mm. And I'm going to just get frozen like popcorn shrimp. <laughs> oh, dang. That does sound like a good Some idea. macaroni salad. Some orange chicken. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to just light a bunch of candles and play tiki, like questionably culturally sensitive, insensitive tiki music on my porch. Some, and do, you just... have any, do you have any uh, Don Ho vinyl? Oh, yeah, I do. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be great. Well, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll... So I, if you know me really well, you might get an invite. <laughs> just saying. All right. I won't check my email. All right. I only text I, <laughs> oh well, then I'm definitely not going to get one. <laughs> I have your phone. I, I do want to send out a personal. If if you're, like I've been seeing this a lot on uh, Asian American Twitter. Um, make your make your weekly takeaway, or if you do takeaway a lot, uh, food wise. Food wise, yes. Um, takeout. Take Sorry, takeout. Uh, oh, takeaway. Takeout. Takeaway is, is what British. Brits, yeah. Uh, if you're getting takeout, make it a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Chinese and Korean. Yeah. Yep. For the love of God. Yeah. Like, I've been, been kind of meaning, meaning to put in an order at my Thai restaurant. I had a bulgogi bowl this afternoon. It was delicious. Mm. We got some. Uh, like three of us at Guardian got Chinese food. Like in the middle of our shifts, we we're like, but like a real one. Don't go to fucking Panda. Yeah, that's no, no, no. Like, yeah. support your local Chinese restaurant. It's, yes. Oh, man, now I want Marfa chicken. Right. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't think they're Chinese food, but Chinese place, but they do a lot of Chinese food. Fucking uh, Zian Hong on Sandy. They're Vietnamese. They look good. Mm-hmm. They have the, the best, or uh, at least it used to be. I haven't been there in forever, but best salt and pepper squid in the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so hungry right now. Oh, man. So am I. We should, we should, yeah. We should, let's go get, let's go, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Do that. Uh, Denise will be back next week. 
Uh, right now she's seeing yet another David Bowie cover band. <laughs> Good for um, her. <laughs> in two weeks, we're going to do another game. Yeah, we're doing Captain is Dead. The Captain is Dead. Yeah, I have to learn up how to play that have one. Have you guys played this before? No. no. Oh. I'm excited. You will enjoy it. All right, as, cool. as Star Trek nerds, you will dig the shit out of that game. And then on the 1st, April 1st, we're going to talk Picard. Oh, yeah, because we'll be it'll doing be over by yeah, then. We'll be doing the 10-episode recap. Yeah. All right, so join us then. Uh, with that all being said, I am Aaron Duran. And I'm Cable Hashitani. And our guest has been Indigo Kelly, and we will talk to everybody next week. Bye. 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 No, why did you stop? E- And that was another issue of Geek in the City Radio, which comes to you free every week from geekinthecity.com. You can help us out and make sure the show stays free by going over to patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity and helping us out there. If you're not able to do that, please support and share and like the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Our Heart Radio, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star review. And as always, a big thanks to Megathruster for our theme song, and we will be back next week. Oh.